In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. We have come in our study today to one of the most amazing of the miracles of Jesus, and that is our Lord's transfiguration on the mountain. We're in Mark chapter number 9, and here's the record. The Bible says, And after six days Jesus taketh with him Peter and James and John, and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. Now, you'll remember that our Lord Jesus Christ, fully God, the God of glory, was robed with humanity when he came to earth. That was the miracle of his incarnation. Well, the miracle of his transfiguration was basically the Lord pulling back the curtain. He, he didn't change. His countenance changed. The Lord is who he's always been. He is deity robed in humanity, all God and all man. And for a moment, the one who laid aside the free expression of his deity and of his glory to come to earth, pulled back the veil and gave Peter, James, and John a glimpse into who he truly was. What a miracle. And I must hasten to tell you, if you think this is wonderful, wait till we all get to see him in his perfect glory. Wait till there is no hindrance. Wait till there is no veil between. Wait till we can take it all in to be in the glorious presence of our God. You remember early in our study that I told you that the miracles all have a message and that our Lord's purpose in the miracles was to reveal himself. Well, in no other miracle is that more fully seen than in the miracle of his transfiguration because what he's doing is he is literally revealing to these disciples who he is. What do we learn? Well, first of all, verse number 3 says, His raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. First, we get a glimpse into God's glory. Now, this is a picture of the perfect holiness of our Christ. Now, do you see this expression, white as snow? Does that sound vaguely familiar? The Bible says that's what the Lord does. Now, through his own precious blood, he makes us whiter than snow. He takes black-hearted, dirty sinners and makes them clean. How can he do such a thing? Because his holiness, his righteousness, his cleanness is placed on our account. And so for a moment, they got a glimpse of this beautiful glory. In fact, if you compare Scripture with Scripture, in Revelation chapter 1, verse number 14 when John would later see a glimpse of the exalted Christ, the glorified Christ, there's a beautiful parallel because when he sees him, he sees him in this white. He sees him in this, this shining. He sees him in this glory. That's the way we're going to see him someday. And so what do we learn at the transfiguration? Well, we learn something of his glory. Oh, but that's not all. The Bible says in verse number 4, And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Here we have not only a picture of his glory, we have a picture of his grace. 
Think of this. Here is the Lord of glory communing with two sinners. Now, Peter was enamored with Elijah and Moses being there, but could I remind you of something? Elijah was a sinner. Moses was a sinner. Peter, James, and John were all sinners. In fact, everybody on that mountain was a sinner except for Jesus. And yet here is our Lord Jesus talking with them. And here is our Lord Jesus revealing himself in his glory to Peter, James, and John. What is this? It is a reminder that the Lord of glory is also the Lord of grace. What a wonderful Savior we have that a God so high and holy would humble himself and come to us, that a God so great and majestic would yet draw near to sinners like us, would make a way so that we could commune with him and he would commune with us. We read on. The Bible says in verse 4, And there appeared unto them Elias with Moses. They were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist not what to say, for they were sore afraid. You know, sometimes in the holy presence of God, it's best just to say nothing. He didn't know what to say, so he said the wrong thing. Verse 7, And there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son. Hear him. And suddenly, when they looked round about, they saw no man any more, save Jesus only with themselves. Here, we get a picture not only of our Lord's glory and his grace, but now of his goodness. Peter said, it's good to be here. No, no, it's not, it's not that the place is good. Christ is good. Peter had the idea, it's good to be with Moses. It's good to be with Elijah. It'd be good if we could stay here for a while. No, Peter, you've missed the point. It's not Moses or Elijah or the mountain that's good. It's not the experience that's good. It is Christ that is good. Hear him. Listen to the Lord Jesus. I love this expression, no man save Jesus only with themselves. You know, sometimes we need to get our eyes off of men, even men that we think to be good men, even the best men, our only men at best, and we need to get our eyes back on the goodness of Christ and our ears open to what Christ has to say to us. Maybe that's what the Lord's trying to do in your life right now. Maybe that's what the Lord is trying to accomplish through this miracle in Peter, James, and John to remind them of his glory and his grace and his goodness. You see, the common denominator of all these miracles is very simple. It is this. It is all about Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe me, let one of the men that was on the mountain testify. Read 2 Peter chapter 1 today. Read what Peter who was the very one having a conversation with Christ there on the mountain, read what Peter wrote under inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said this, And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. He said, I'll tell you something even better than the experience I had, we have the Word of God. And what does the Word of God reveal to us? It reveals to us the Lord's glory, the Lord's grace, and the Lord's goodness. Maybe today, instead of looking for some experience, maybe today, instead of 
of trying to work up some emotion. Maybe today, instead of getting our eyes on people, what we need to do is open the Word of God and get a fresh glimpse of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't look for miracles today. Look for Christ. Don't look for some event or experience today. Look in the unchanging Word of God and say to the Lord, Lord, show me yourself. Here's the the amazing thing. It was the transfiguration of Christ, but it was transformative for the disciples. When Christ revealed himself, it changed these men forever. And I say to you, if you get a fresh glimpse of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will change you forever as well. Ask the Lord to lead you not to some place, but to himself, to, to give you not something, but a fresh glimpse of who he is. The God of glory, the God of grace, the God of goodness. Yes, my friends, Christ is enough. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough.